All right, everybody, welcome to the Locked On Avalanche podcast. On today's episode, we're going to take a look at a few players that we feel have a lot to prove heading into next season. You always get a few guys that you look at and say, like, what else you got? We're going to talk about that, especially Ben Myers and his season grade. New episode of Locked On Avalanche coming at you. Your Locked On Avalanche, your daily podcast on the Colorado Avalanche. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Backstreet is back, all right. Welcome to the Locked On Avalanche Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am your host, Chris Maselli. With me as always, the sixth Backstreet Boys? You betcha. Is, is, is there five in the group and, and you're the there's five. Hey, okay. I had the frosted tips at one point. Oh, yes, you did. Uh, he is Shaggy Von Doom, Kyle Sullivan. Thank you for tuning in, making it your first listen of the day. Always appreciated. Make sure to follow us on our social media outlets. LOPN underscore Avalanche on Twitter. Locked on Avalanche on Instagram. Questions, comments, concerns and opinions. Locked on Avalanche at gmail.com. And follow us on our YouTube channel over on YouTube. Hit subscribe. Get notified when a new show goes live. And why not subscribe to our subtext while you're at it? Link to that is in the show notes below. Subscribe, chat with Kyle and I one-on-one. All right, sir. So, uh, yeah, if you look at YouTube and our rundown, we're also going to get to uh, some broadcaster rankings. And there's a couple that are out there. Now. I, I know the Athletic always does this in the offseason, and there was another one floating around there, too. Uh, so we'll get to that a little bit later. And of course, Ben Myers and his season grade. Um, <clears throat> but where we're going to start tonight or today, depending on when you're listening to this episode. Um, yeah, and like I said, in the beginning, you always have guys when the season's over and you're reflecting and you can kind of look back and then you look forward and say like, all right, if you're still with the avalanche, is there more that you, you can prove? And these are not necessarily guys that had a bad season. No. And that's like, this isn't, we're not going into this, like guys that need to prove more or, or not, not prove more. I shouldn't say that need to do more or show up more. This is just like, they, they have something to prove, which is not necessarily you had an off year. You need to prove that you, you can have a better year, especially with some of my guys, they had good seasons and it's like, do they have to prove it again? Maybe not to themselves, but just to the fan base, the media. So we'll get into this. And I think we deliberately picked, we each have three different guys. So you're going to get six guys here. So give me one of yours right now that you feel is a player that has something to prove. Valeri Nishushkin. I mean, Uh, on, on a few levels here, right? Yes. On a few levels, because I like what you were saying about this points to prove. Like you could even make the case for like guys like Nathan McKinnon, but Valerian, you could, you could, you you honestly could. Right. But honestly, when you talk about proving something to the team, the fan base and the league, no better case than Nichushkin. I think he is up there, man. And, And, and yeah, for, for those reasons, for, for, on the ice and off the ice. Yes. He's one of those guys that maybe of all these guys that we have, he's might be the only one that is is both. Um and and he is like he he needs to show his teammates like hey, uh whatever happened, 
it's it's in the past and and we're I'm going to focus on hockey and I'm going to be here for you guys. He needs to prove that. And then off the ice, if he's got any issues going on, you're hoping he's taking care of those as well. And the the thing is, he has all of that to prove while also rejoining the team with a power vacuum kind of going on. Nate has to ascend to the Gabe role. Miko has yeah. to ascend to the Nate role. Nuke has to find his way up a little bit when it comes to importance and leadership on this team. Not off to a hot start, as it seems right now, but he really has to find his footing and his voice and his production. And going into next season, Nuke definitely has to step it up. And you remember the, the start to the year he had last year? Mm-hmm. It was fantastic. It, it, it was the best start on the team. And then the injury bug crept up, and he just didn't ever seem like he was uh, – I mean, the injury bug was there when, start of the season, but it seemed like you know he had overcome that, and then it just snowballed into what it is now. So uh, definitely definitely agree with that one. Um, <clears throat> and we're not putting these in any order. It's not like one, two, and three. We're just listing guys, right? Um, the first guy I'm going to bring up, Alexander Georgiev. Mm-hmm. And he had a fantastic year last year. We were of the mind that, you know, he should be in, in the final for Vesna. Uh, didn't think that he was going to win it, but thought he maybe should be in there. Um, and I think that was, you know, going into last year, obviously the question was, can he even be a starter? He has answered that. And now it's okay. Can, can you take this team further? Yeah. Can you take them any further? Like you got them into the playoffs. You were a workhorse. You were that guy. They, they, you know, you you needed to be that guy. When the Avalanche don't really like to overwork their starting goalies, they like to have a back and forth. You know, they have he's their number one, obviously. But I think they would have liked to spell him a little bit more than they could have. And and he showed up and he did great. Mm-hmm. But I think there's you know with the first round exit. Um, I think he wants to show like, yeah, I had a good regular season. Um, I can do better than I, I can. I can put this team on my back when they're struggling to score, which the avalanche did against Seattle. And he can be the guy that can take them even, even further. So I feel like personally he has, he wants to prove more to himself that he can take this team further than first round exit. And when it comes to the avalanche as a whole, you want to see, okay, that was a great first season for Yorgiev. You set mm-hmm. the bar really high. Is that the norm? Is that overachieving? Do you yeah. take a step back? What Right. You want to see the consistency of what exactly. you're going to be getting year in, year out. So I completely agree with that. Exactly. Very well said. Who else you got? Arturi Lekkinen. You're, for, I, for some reason, I feel like you're on Lecky a little bit more than other players but go ahead go ahead state your case the everydayers know when we gave him his grade we talked about him just being quiet just kind of being there just quietly productive you talked about him being quiet (laughs) you agreed with me chris you were there (laughs) if no i would like to see i I mentioned Uh, what did you say though you said like he he needs to be loud or something. I can't remember. Yeah, the he term needs he, he needs a loud night. Burkowski yeah. had loud nights. Mulligan had loud nights. He needs loud nights. And I talked about it with Nuke. There's a shift in power when it comes to the Avalanche structure. This mm-hmm. would be perfect for Lekkinen to you know really just have a loud year. Like yeah. he's comfortable with the team. Make a statement this year. Be something we can rely on. You you've been great. 
but we need your greats to be even better than that, especially going into this year with the roster in flux. You don't know what it's going to look like. We know what you can be. Give us just a little bit more. Okay. All right. I mean, I'm happy with what he's giving you, but I, I think maybe it's like the, cause he is a little bit of like, he has a calm demeanor. He doesn't have that like, like Nathan McKinnon, like just w- when he scores, like he just wears his emotion on yeah. his sleeve. Um, and I think maybe that gives people like a, a different impression of him. Um, but I, I get the point of feeling like he, he be, be one of those guys that is the, the household name like yep. around the league and be one of the guys that is, is having like those breakout games, like those four point games that are like, you know, when they're talking about it on sports center, which they never talk about hockey and sports center, but if they were like, make them talk about hockey yeah. on sports center, be like, look what Arturi Lekkonen did last night. Crazy. Like, I get that. I get what you're saying. Um, <clears throat> for me, my second one, I'm going to go with Logan O'Connor. And I feel like we're, we're at this stage with Logan O'Connor where it's like, we know what we're going to get and we're happy with it, but should we be should like, yeah. you, you know, you're going to get maximum effort from him. You know, he's going to be amazing on penalty kills and give you some shorthanded goals. Um, and he's got top notch speed. Um, I, but I don't want that for him. I like, it just seems like we get the same production out of him year in and year out. And if that's all we get. Okay. Like that, that's fine. Like you need players like him, but when you watch him play, you're just like, man, like what? I'm surprised he hasn't like played himself into like a, a second line role. He just has that ability and yeah. he has that skill. And it's almost like, you know, like Tyson Jones, we just kept expecting him to finally just live up to that number 10 draft pick. And, and it never happened. And with Logan O'Connor, it's like he's – it's almost like he's, he's kind of ex- – I don't want to say exceeding expectations. He's just meeting expectations of what we what we are with him year in and year out when I just feel like he can be a guy that just – we keep saying step it up another level, and he's been here long enough. He's comfortable in the system. They love him, and and you, you would assume he's coming back, um, but <clears> – <throat> I don't know what it is about Logan O'Connor. I just you, you use the term consistency all the time, and I think that's what it is with him. From yeah. he's he's it. comfortable playing his position, but for the everydayers, the Avalanche fans, me and you, we know his potential. He needs to stop playing to his position and play to his potential, and you can watch him rise through the lines, and that's where you want him to be. Like it's nice that you've got your little role but we need you to do more because we know what you can do and you know what you can do, but just stop being comfortable and really start playing. I mean, his, let's see, 26 points last year, 24 points a year before that. And then the, the couple years before that is like he wasn't getting a lot of time. So he's really only like gotten more playing time the past two years. Um, so, okay, this is year three of when you're really starting to like – and what did he do? Uh, last year, he played all 82 games. And the year before that, he played 81. So you're getting time. Like, you're, you're out there. So, okay, this is year three. Year three should be when you kick it up a notch, to yep. use the Emerald term. So, um, <laughs> bam. We'll see. We'll see. But, uh, like I said, I, it, you love what he gives you. And when you watch him, you feel like, man, this guy's got all the potential in the world. And, and you know, he's, he's a young guy still. So, 
what else you got for me, Logan O'Connor? So, yeah. And maybe that's a little bit harsh. Maybe it is, but um, I just, I, I wouldn't say that if I didn't think he had it in him to, to give. He could so. do 40 points in his sleep. Give it to us. I think he could. Yep. I really think he could. Absolutely. All right. Who else you got? My last, last one. My last player that has to prove something. If he ends up with this roster at puck drop at the beginning of next year, mm-hmm. Sam Gerard, prove why you're worth five million dollars. Uh, and I'm sure there's a lot of people right now who agree with you on that. Um, I don't know. Like, I'm fine with how how he he play. like. He, I thought he had a good season. I thought he had a good season. I thought he he got better as the year went on. I thought he had a good playoff. Um, but I, you know, I think it's at the point where the line in the sand has been drawn mm-hmm. with Sam Gerard and on what side you're on with it. Um, the people who, who just don't feel like he is, is made out to be a defenseman. Um, if he has a good game, they'll credit him for having a good game, but they're expecting him to fall flat the next one. Um, and the people who support him obviously just support him. So, and, and I treat him the way I treat any other avalanche player, whether it's Kale McCarr or Nathan McKinnon, if you have a bad game, we'll call you out on it. If you have a good game, congratulations. Um, it's a weird one. Like I think what you said that like, I don't, I know, I know they like him and I know they don't really want to get rid of him, but it's the dollar amount. Um, even if he was making a million dollars less, yeah, I don't think we would really be talking about him as much as we are. Um, in terms of, or even you adding him to this list of what he needs to prove. I think it's because of the dollar amount that everyone's like, you need to do better. That's why I put that little caveat on it. If he makes it to puck drop next year, it means they see so much value in him more than the $5 million they could really use to go out and get some players to make this team up. There's a reason why you're here. (laughs) Prove that they made the right choice. Right. And I've always said, you know, you, you, you've heard me say it many times, like if they do get rid of him, I don't feel like it's going to be because it's production based. Yeah. I think it's going to be a numbers game. Mm-hmm. Um, and because he is making five million dollars, that could go to other places right now that the abs need some help. Yep. So we shall see. I will meet you on the defensive end for my last one. And I'm going to go with Josh Manson. Um, I, I think that the year that they got him, they traded for him. Uh it took him a little while to get acclimated to like the style of play that Jared Bender wants to, to, to play. And, and once he did, which was for like the duration of the playoffs, he was fine. And then when they signed him, we all loved that signing. And last year was a struggle for him. Loads of injuries. Um, and when he did play, he just looked a step slower. So he clearly was not 100% uh, whenever he was playing. At, you know, and, and he would play for a little while and then get hurt again. So... Uh, for him, I think he can be a very, very productive member of this team and this defense. For him, I think the the prove it to him is just that he can be healthy for a season and and help this team like he did the year that they won the cup. Yeah, I completely agree. He's got to prove that he knows what he's doing and he can find his role again because last year it was more of a burden than a, a help and the Avs needed all the help they can get. Yeah. And I think if he can stay healthy, I think that problem corrects itself yep. easily. So there's our six. Uh, if you got any in the comment section, fire away. Or if you have any on uh, the six that we brought up, comment on those as well. 
I know a lot of people are going to say this guy that we're grading is someone that needs uh, to prove it. And that is Mr. Ben Myers. But we will talk about him here in a second, because first we're going to talk about game time and the game time app, because buying tickets to your favorite event shouldn't be stressful. And game time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater near you with killer deals on last minute tickets and their best price guarantee. You can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun that you are about to have. And what are some of the things that we like about the Game Time app? Well, they have the flash deals on last-minute tickets. So if you're one of those last-minute people trying to find something to do on a Friday night, load up the app, and they're going to have a, a – Kyle points to himself. <laughs> uh, they're easy to find tickets and buy them for every kind of event in your area. The images of the seat view is something Colin and I absolutely love. And they have the lowest price guarantee, event cancellation protection, even job loss protection. So download the Game Time app, create an account, use the promo code LOCKEDONNHL for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Once again, create the account and redeem the code LOCKEDONNHL for $20 off. Game Time app, download it today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. All right, let's jump right into our Ben Myers grade here. So if you are watching over on YouTube, come on. There, there, there we go. There it is. <laughs> Your Kamehameha was not working as uh, well as it usually does. Uh, <laughs> all right, there you see it. Uh, C's across the board, except for yours truly, uh, who I gave him a D. Kyle with a C minus. YouTube, 65% C, uh, Twitter, 60% C, Instagram, 50% C. So a um, little bit more lenient on these social medias than uh, you or I. So there you see the stats. It, it, it's like, you know, there's tumbleweeds going across here. because it's you like a count barren them waste one hand. <laughs> there's not much there for Ben Myers. And, and I, I, the only thing that prevented me from going d minus and even f is the work ethic i think he works his tail off and it just doesn't translate into much of anything and i i was really excited to see ben myers this year he only played those few games last year before the playoffs and he was given an opportunity with all the injuries that the avalanche had he was probably given more of an opportunity than, than most guys. Um, and I don't really feel like he took advantage of it. You get four goals, zero assists, zero assists. Like that's something that should be on the, the statue. I, it's mind blowing. They didn't have a single assist. Um, a minus eight on the season, you know, the 44 games played, Nine minutes and 36 seconds of ice time for a bottom six guy and really a, a fourth line guy. That's not, uh, that's kind of what you're going to get. But um, I, we were just talking about Mulgan and his ice time was only about a minute more than Ben Myers in the average ice time. And look what we gave him. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, like, I, 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 I like his, his game. I feel like he can, like, he has so much more to give. And for whatever reason, it just was not clicking for Ben Myers last year. I gave my grade of a C- to Ben Myers for this reason. 
Ben Myers looked really good on a Stanley Cup winning team. He did not look good on a sinking ship that happened to win the Central and get knocked out of the first round. I don't think he really knew what to do in his first NHL season in a like a utility role. Like that's a good the, point. Yeah. Uh, I, like, I well, think finding his role on the team. And yeah. it, it shows with his four points being four goals. Like he's just out there surviving. He's not thriving. He's not dishing it around. There's that just shows there's no cohesion. Like 44 games, that's that's half the season. Under yeah. 10 minutes of ice time. He's it those are stats that scream. I'm just trying to survive and hold a place on this team. I don't know what's going on. Nobody knows what's going on but I don't have my skills refined enough to make a stand and find a place on this team. So I just feel like he survived. It wasn't great, but Hey, you made it through the season. Yeah, yeah, he did. <laughs> um, but I don't know. Like when, when you're on those lines, like those, those bottom six lines, especially like the fourth line, you're not, I'm not expecting you to have like these incredible stats, and there were there were plenty of shifts where Myers was out there and they would just sustain pressure in, in yep. the offensive zone, right? They really didn't get a good look, but fine. Like you're, you're, you're trying, you're cycling, you're doing what you have to do, and it just doesn't uh, translate into, into anything, but fine. You, you, you tired out the opposition during that shift. And when you're playing the fourth line, you turn it over to the top line in your offensive zone, and then they can go for it, right? He he was a part of a lot of those shifts, and I sit here and say like, yeah, like when you're when you're on those lines, that's what you like to see. That's what you want to see. Like you don't really go too much into like deep dive into the stats, but when the stats are like this, it's just like, is that all you were doing? Is that were you just a stopgap every time you were out there? Like, were you attempting to to try to like make some offensive production here and get some good looks, or did you just not want to screw up and give anything, give anything up, and you know then your your ice time is going to go down because you might be a liability. It's not- so weird to, to 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 watch him play because he's got a lot of speed, he's got a lot of skill, and it's just sometimes not on display. And the thing you have to remember, this is a Jared Bednard team. If you're trailing in the third period, 10 minutes to go, what's the first thing to go away? The fourth line. Mm-hmm. And if yeah. they start really rolling those top three lines like crazy, the fourth line does not see the ice. You're not going to get out there. So if Bednar doesn't see you as you don't have the tools to be part of those three lines, then you're not going to get your ice time. You're not going to improve. So it's kind of catch 22 but yeah you're one of those first people getting cut off yeah i mean and if the as were uh, a healthy team you know his games played would have gone gone down obviously but he got an opportunity uh mm-hmm. because of the and, and you would have liked to have seen someone like him because he might not get that I say that knowing full well the avalanche just seem to get injured every single year and maybe he will get more opportunity this year um, and he's still you know, like this was his first season, right? This was his first season. Uh, and again, maybe this is a little bit too rough on him. He, <laughs> he, only played five, he only played five games prior to this year. Um, but he's he's an older like it wasn't like he was he's, he's already 24 years old. 
So it's not like he came in as like an 18 year old and this was his first true year. He came in at 23 years old because he played all four years in college. And he, but I get it. Like the NHL game is the NHL game. It doesn't matter if you're 24 or 18. It's going to take some acclimating. Um, and if you saw improvement as the season went on because he's getting acclimated to the, the NHL game and you had 44 games, including the playoffs, to to kind of just continue to improve your game. And it just seemed a flat line for, yeah. for Ben Myers for the, the duration. And, you know, I say, you know, guys that are a little bit older, maybe expect a little bit more someone. And I am not comparing Ben Myers to Kirill Kaprizov, please. But he, look, look what Kaprizov did in his first year. And he's, yeah. you know, was 23 or something when he came into the league. So I'm just saying like, you're a little bit more seasoned, even though you didn't get there till a little bit later in your life. So because of that, maybe I am putting a little bit more weight on his shoulders. Just when you've got that many games in, I just maybe expected a, 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 a more of a trajectory to his season. It just didn't seem like it was there. From Krill the Thrill to Ben the Sin. Can't do Look that. you. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, that's where we're at with, with Ben Myers. And and you know what? I say that, and, and uh, I look forward to him learning from this yep. last year. And I do look forward to seeing if he can improve upon uh, those numbers and, and if he gets the opportunity. So we shall see. Who's next, Mr. Sullivan? Who do we have next? I believe it's Alex Newhook. Oh, that's going to be fun. All right. So uh, <laughs> if you yeah. thought Lekkonen comments were rough. <laughs> Hold on to your hats, everybody. Um, all right. Let's hear from bird dogs, everyone, and then we will get into uh, the broadcaster rankings. <clears throat> but bird dogs, uh, man, we've been talking about these for a little while now. Kyle, I believe, is uh, recording this episode in a pair, while another pair is right over there, uh, which they sent to us. And man, these things, they make you look good. The, the bird dog stretch khaki shorts are designed to fit slimmer through the thigh and leg giving you a truly sculpted look. And I don't know about you, sir, but that's clearly what I'm going for on a daily basis. I want that Adonis look. I can't go to the store without people saying you look sculpted. <laughs> uh, and they do the exact same thing as Lululemon, which I've heard are good, but I've never worn them. But these are probably much better than that. I'm going to say definitely much better. Oh, I don't see how you can get better than these bird dog shorts and pants. I don't see it's possible. It's all I wear. Literally all I wear. And they fit way better than regular shorts that are made of stiff, restricting cotton. And Bird Dogs fix that issue by inventing cloud knit fabric that looks just like khaki, but stretches. So you get a way slimmer fit without having to sacrifice on movements. And they also use an anti-stink sweat wicking fabric that keeps you cool and dry all day long. And we are hitting those summer months. That's exactly what you are going to want. So go to birddogs.com slash locked on NHL. Enter the promo code locked on NHL for the free Yeti style tumbler. Do you have that bad boy? Uh, because you're Be using it. I, I use awesome. it. You have to. Yeah, dude. The thing's amazing. Seriously. Um, so once again, go to birddogs.com locked on NHL for that free Yeti style tumbler. You won't want to take your bird dogs off. Kyle can attest to that. All right, last thing to get to today, and uh, like I said, again, the athletic. I know they do it; <clears throat> they do it every year, um, and it's broadcaster rankings, and they they do they they rank 
all 32 broadcast teams, um, I think they take fan voting into account as well for this. So it's not just them. Um, and last year, the altitude team was 28. And this year, they moved up to 24. So it's an improvement. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, for the longest time, um, I, I, I was never huge on the avalanche and, until Mosier got there, until Mosier moved over to like the, the television side, because I really do like him. Yeah. Um, I think he calls the game fair. Of course, they're going to be skewed toward the avalanche side. Name a, a local broadcast that is not going to do that. But when, when other who, Oh, the, yeah. no, I was about to say they're much, much, much worse out there. Oh, much worse. You. I'm huge. Yeah. But I, I appreciate when, when a, another uh, player on another team does something incredible, they'll say it's incredible. Like yeah. they're hockey fans. Just, you know, it's just like all of us are. They can get upset when the avalanche lose. I like that. I like that aspect. Um, so I, I do think that they're a little bit low because I think they're, they're, they're fair with their calls. And on top of that, the knowledge is there. Um, the, the camaraderie is there even after losing Peter McNabb. Um, you know, how, how would you pick up after that? It seems like they, they really like didn't miss a beat and they, I don't, I, I don't watch every single, you know, all 32 teams, uh, like their local broadcasts. But I'm going to find it hard to believe that another crew has more fun, yeah, than the altitude team. They are constant, including the radio side with with Connor McGahee. Um, they are constantly laughing at one another and constantly putting up funny content uh, on social media and before a game starts. It's just you know, and with with uh, what's his name, uh, Rycroft came in when he had to take over for McDab, he, he did a great job. And I think they just work well together. And I think that was one of Pete's big things was he was so knowledgeable and kind oh, about every other team and every other player. Like he, he was, he was really true to the sport and Riker. He has that ability as well. Like I've, I like his kind of non, like it's very non-biased. So I appreciate him stepping in that role. I like Riker. I like what he brings. And you mentioned the fun that the Altitude family has. It has that yeah. family feel, like the radio and TV. They all blend together. And for what it's worth, I know a lot of people can't watch it because it's Altitude and the Comcast thing, but they, it has yeah. that, that network vibe, that smaller little independent network vibe that really stands out to Avalanche fans because it feels like family. But when it comes to contract disputes it you run into what you're running into now which is why the avalanche are ranked where they are yeah um going back to Riker and, and kind of being like non-biased he's funny with it because yeah. when when there's a a replay or if a play is under review and he knows that it's going to go against the avalanche he will say it kind of like tongue-in-cheek and he'll even even say it out loud like well i'm biased so yeah. i that, that that's uh that's not a good goal you know yeah. but and he knows full well that it will get overturned and not benefit the avalanche and when that happens he doesn't go off on these rants of like what are they looking at this is ridiculous like they, they will they will own up to if it doesn't benefit the avalanche and it's the right call it's the right call and that might annoy some avalanche fans and, and because you always feel like hey you know you should be on our side but 
I don't want that. I want the game to be called right. I want the guys calling the game to call it right. And I genuinely feel like those two guys do that very, yep. very well. Um, and you mentioned the the Comcast Altitude saga that just continues to go on for way too long. Um, they did get dinged for that. And I think if uh, if that ever comes to a resolution and more people can, you know, obviously tune in, I think you'll get you'll get these guys getting up the uh, the ranking next season too. Real so, quick, yeah. Um, if you're wondering, because I know you are, uh, I'll give you the top ten. Uh, number ten was the New York Rangers. Uh, number nine was the Washington Capitals. Number eight was the Edmonton Oilers. Number seven was the New York Islanders. So two New York teams in the top 10, uh, both MSG, by the way. Yeah. Islanders and Rangers are both in MSG. Uh, Tampa Bay Lightning, number six. St. Louis Blues, number five. Oddly enough, number 32, because I'm sure a lot of people want to know who number 32 is, is the Chicago Blackhawks. Now, Darren Pang, who does the color for the St. Louis Blues, just left St. Louis to go call for Chicago. So, so 33. That's it. I don't mind Pang. I really don't mind Darren Pang. Um, so that's an upgrade for the Blackhawks. So we'll see where they go next year. And we'll see how if St. Louis drops after yeah. they lost him. Uh, number four was Vancouver. Number three, the Dallas Stars. Number two, the Detroit Red Wings. And number one, you're not going to like this. It's like kick us while we're down. The Seattle Kraken. We're number one. And that is two years. No, I'm, I'm lying. Last year, they were number two. Last year, they're number two. Detroit was number one last year. So they flip-flopped. So hmm. there you have it. Uh, if you disagree, if you disagree with how we, what we say about like, you know, uh, the altitude team, definitely comment away on that as well. And if you have a favorite, if you watch other networks uh, with other games on, if you have a favorite, definitely throw them out there. Another one I'm going to let everybody know because I'm sure they're wondering where the Boston Bruins are in all of this. Uh, I think they're at 31. No, they're at 30. They're at 30, which if you're not in the Boston market, you do not like Jack Edwards. Nope, it, nobody it, it, does. No, it comes with being a hockey fan. I think there are 20% of Bruins fans who don't. I would venture to think that, yeah. All right, that's going to wrap it up for today, everybody. Thank you for tuning in and making it your first listen of the day. That is always appreciated. We will be back tomorrow. He is Mr. Shaggy Von Doom, Kyle Sullivan. I am Chris Selly. This is the Locked On Avalanche Podcast. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Go, Abs, go. Go, Abs, go.